idea. I'm saying, wait, how does cool points work? We never decided. Nobody ever told us how cool point right, works. Because you weren't cool. Like the first rule of cool points is don't talk about the rules of cool points because it's not cool to That's talk about rules. That's the whole fucking problem, man. We have to stop this. Okay, keep it ruling. It's like Yale, <laughs> you don't Fight know. Club, cool. You don't know cool points. Points. You've just lost 500 cool points. I had, I, I and no had one is ever going to tell you. To start. Nobody's ever going to tell me. I'm talking about Northern Exposure. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. Does that go? Does that, I guess it works, you know. I'm talking about Northern Exposure. Yeah, baby. It's the hippest, hottest, most northernly exposure. How's everybody dipping out there? Bleep. I'm trying to converse if we have any, like, AI listening or, um, you know, there's all these AI rappers and personalities oh, now. T.I.? So no, you not T.I. AI. Oh. A- um, artificial intelligence. Oh, wait, Jodie Foster? No. Once, no. Nope, nope. I'm talking about brand new stuff, cutting edge stuff. Oh. Grandma. Come oh. on over here, Jodie Foster. We're coming to you live. And on the broadcast rate, actually, this is totally pre-recorded. That is, this is where we're I coming mean, we to you alive, pre-recorded, and we are currently alive. Tripping. All that's subject to change. We are so excited to be here with you today. And we've got some exciting thank yous to our new Patreon. Thank you, Leonard. And Renee. Joanna. Thank you, Sergio. Thank you, Emmeline. Thank you, Ben. I am once again asking for your financial support. If you would like to help us out and make this show possible and give us all the little bits and bobs we need to make it all run, then you can just join us on our Patreon for some bonus material and some camaraderie of knowing that you are a D-I-P-P-E-R-Z stan. That's true. That's exactly right. That is exactly the energy. Bring it just like that. That's all we got to say about that. If you want to do it, check the link in the bottom of the description. Join our Patreon. Imagine going to work one day and you are one of the hunky hunks in the little um, speedos in the shower in the Olivia Newton-John physical video. Mm. And your whole day was just standing next to another hunk. Like, okay, can you just lift the weights? Can you, can you do it more robotically to this tempo? Perfect. Thank you. And then like, can you turn more to the left? Thank you. Can you hunk it up just a little more? You know what I mean? Hey, remember that show, You Can't Do That on Television that we dipped about? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I do. What was Christine's nickname? Moose. A moose. Oh, Northern Exposure. Yeah. It's an American Northern comedy drama. (laughs) American Northern comedy drama. It's like a beaver or something. (laughs) Thank you. So I get that it's a Northern America comedy drama as opposed to South America, I guess. Thank you. Northern Exposure. It's a television series about the eccentric residents of a fictional small town in Alaska on CBS, and it ran from 1990 to 1995. That was six seasons, and we have 110 episodes. In that time, it received 57 award nominations, and it won 27. 
including the uh, 92 Emmy Award for Outstanding Drama Series, two two additional Emmy Awards, some Creative Arts Emmy Awards, and two Golden Globes. John Leonard called Northern Exposure the best television in the past 10 years, and I'm assuming that was sometime in the early 90s. Yeah. 40 years. So basically the best television of all time. I didn't, he didn't say that. And I am saying that for him. This is the best television show always. Of all time. St. Elmo's Fire, take a hike. Good times, bye-bye. 227, I don't know her. Only Northern Exposure. The overall vibe of this, this was one of the early dramedies with no laugh track, as they like to call it, a dramedy. Right. Because ultimately, it's a lot of like more serious conversations and feelings, and it's it's really a show that makes you think. But it's also humorous, but sure. in a slight way, not in a like deadpan comedy, like, oh, I slipped on a banana peel. So we've got real subtle humor going we've on. We've got some more subtle, mm-hmm. a, a lot of really great writing. And we're, there's a lot of relationship stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of drama with the medical healthcare stuff. It's a very character-based show, as opposed to having an event that's going on. There's no big event. It's really only about the characters and Mm -hmm. their interaction and their history. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those early shows that would do little vignettes, little like episodes dedicated more towards one character and their background and what they're really all about. These characters on the show were all very unique. There were many people with many great stories and you wanted to get to know them and know more. And they really had very surreal scenes dream sequences constantly mm. hallucinations there it is they would also break the fourth wall Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. intriguing mm-hmm. love it and they were just also just always having philosophical conversations mm-hmm. but really kind of smart witty back and forth banter but it still was slow it sure. wasn't sped up like a gilmore girls yet i remember it being a little like, God, I hesitate to say like mammoth esque, but like very conversation driven. Have you seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or like, you know, movies that's just all talking and the talking is what moves the story along? Yes. Yes. Like I said, nothing really going on. There may be some one thing going on per episode just to have a basic background, but it's really all just conversations. Perfect. Exactly. There's not action. Very rarely. The action is in the relating. Yes. Right. Most of this show takes place in Alaska, which is actually filmed all in the state of Washington. In Rosalind, right? Yes, in Rosalind. Now, have you been there? Yes, it's (gasps) Darling. There's many Darling towns in the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. Just very charming. And there's been a lot of stuff filmed here. There's been a lot of stuff filmed in Vancouver, too, like a lot of the X-Files. There's a similar look. It was very inexpensive for a while. A lot of stuff is filmed in Georgia now and in other places that have had these initiatives to kind of get big projects to film there. There's a look. There's a charm. Apparently, they had great relations with the town because they were kind of able to take over for a while. They were filming for many years. Right. Twin Peaks was kind of in and out, you know. It's kind of funny because Twin Peaks came out like the same year as Northern Exposure. Right. When it started, they were both same year. What's the other show from around that time that I always associate with it? Picket Fences. Oh, Scare It. 
Tom Skerritt. That fucking, mustache. Fucking steel my fucking noise. Thank you. Mm. I want a red velvet armadillo cake. To really. be a robot not to cry at that movie. <laughs> God damn. If you don't cry, you have no heart. The AI better be listening. The writer said it was supposed to be a non-judgmental universe, like a state of mind. The whole show is like a certain state of mind, a certain state of living. And it's set in Alaska because it's away from the lower 48. And there's even an episode where they talk about, oh, you got a new washer and dryer. Now you're not going to go to the laundromat. It won't be long before everybody's sitting at home with technology. No one will go out. You'll just be able to do everything from your home. That was 1990. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what has happened. Mm-hmm. He called it. It's a very eclectic show. Definitely has a vibe. The characters are all weird. Just the main couple that really stand out to me. This is what this show is about. And this is, remember, not current. Very 1990. Absolutely. This was different. It stood out. It was the best at the time. Maggie O'Connell. She has a curse that kills all of her boyfriends. Kills them dead. Kills like them dead. dead. There's one that froze to death. There's one with an unspecified fishing accident. Uh Uh-oh. There is one that ate potato salad at a picnic. This is very Alaska. All of this tracks. One died of a lightning strike. Mm -hmm. Um, On her 30th birthday, she went camping by the river. She hallucinates and meets all of her dead Uh ex-boyfriends in a vision. She is a pilot. She flies planes. She's Mm -hmm. also been um, mayor for a short stint, a mechanic. She sells real estate. She just does all the, you know, it's a small town that they all are in in Alaska. And she's done a little of this, a little of that. Then we have Maurice, who is an astronaut, a retired astronaut that is a millionaire. He's Uh, like mm -hmm. big money. He bought a whole bunch of land around that, and he lives there, and he started a radio station hosted by Chris Stevens, who is Mr. John Corbett. John Corbett. John is that Corbett. How I say it? John Corbett. Who is Mr. John Corbett? I love John Corbett. I know. He would love that, too. I would love that. John, John, change it. Don't change it. Don't, be yourself, John. Do whatever be you want to do. John Who Corbett. is this bitch? He said. Yeah, well, Coming up. He uh, didn't know. He's like, thank you for talking about me. I'm John Corbett. Oh, yes. Uh, yep. Get my name up yep. in there. Yep. All right. Okay. Yep. He plays Chris Stevens, who is just a natural babbler. Always got something to say. He's the disc jockey, Mornings with Chris. Mm. He also is a sculptor and an ordained minister. Of course. He drives a Harley and he lives in an Airstream. He was in prison for 18 months of his life, and he really learned a lot. Mm-hmm. He reads a lot of Thoreau. You did, yeah. And he loves performance art. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. So these are some of the characters. Uh, there's also Holling. Do you remember Holling, the bartender? He's like the older guy. Yes, yes. Okay, so he's the manager at The Brick, which in the town of Rosslyn, you can still go to sure. The Brick. It's still open and rolling. He is the mayor for sometimes. Okay, yep. He says... All of his ancestors are aristocratic scum of the worst kind. All men in the family live to be over 100, and he is trying to outrun these fates he seems to have, he feels that are upon him. Right, he doesn't want to be the patriarchy, the old man. I'm noticing that a lot of people are running away from things who Mm, live here. Don't you think Mm -hmm. running as far as they can, literally on the continent? There is his love, Shelly Tambo. She is a former beauty queen and a free spirit who fell in love with Holling, even though they are like 40 years different. They are in love. There's not a lot of pickings in Alaska. I'm not going to say something about everyone. Sorry. But my favorite character yeah. of the show yeah. 
is Marilyn Whirlwind. Mm-hmm. She is the office manager. She's like a silent person. She doesn't talk a lot. Which is funny for a whirlwind. But then she's a really, yeah, but she's a really good storyteller. She's a great storyteller. Just compared to Joel Fleischman, who we did not talk about yet. Because well, I was whatever, gonna, it's I, Joel Fleischman. She's just like enigmatic. She's just quiet, profound wisdom. Mm. Unflappable. Mm-hmm. She takes over as office manager on like very first episode she just shows up and is like i'm here for the job he's like there's no job he says it like a million times no job no i'm not hiring and she's just like i'm here for the job and she just starts doing things come on man and the phone rings and she answers it and then she's like call on line one and he's we only have one line She's doing this thing, you know. She's doing it. He eventually gives in. It's like, okay, somebody's got to run. You calm me down, and you run the office Mm. and make the coffee. And she has a washer and dryer, which apparently is a big deal. Like on this show, it's like there's a lot of scenes with washers and dryers and laundromats, and there's everything. The laundromat relates. Everything has to get Mm -hmm. flown in too. Mm -hmm. So like, you would have to wait for the plane to bring a washer and a dryer, and it couldn't bring one for everybody. Fuck, it couldn't bring maybe more than one at a time. It's very special. And, went, and then in the winter, and then everything, you are stuck. Alaska, we don't know here, down here in the in the main 48, we don't know. Even though she has a washer and dryer, she prefers to go to the laundromat. Mm. This is her personality. Even mm. though she's kind of a quiet person, she still wants to be around people. She tries to learn to drive from Chris, <laughs> but she decides eventually that she would just miss walking too much. Sure. So she just, nah. She has extrasensory perception. ESP. Yes. She got that ESP. And she also has a great skill for detective work. But she avoids using it because she, quote, doesn't want to judge people. (laughs) I don't want to know. She's brilliant. Yeah. If I know, then I know. Then I'm judging you. Marilyn is just so cool on the show. I love her. So, yeah, this show just has a lot of crazy characters. It won a lot of awards for its writing. Mm. It had a lot going on. It had a lot of guest stars that went on to do stuff. Okay. Do you know any? No. Adam Ant. You don't drink. You don't smoke. What do you (laughs) do? That Adam Ant? Yeah. Wow. He was on an episode. Okay. Jack Black. Jack Black. What a star. Like, what a stalwart community theater denizen like he just gave his all he was a lunt he got in there and worked his ass off he's on everything you know who else steven root fucking love steven root i just we just bought the whole five seasons of news radio yeah mm -hmm. we are not done because guess what what regina king oh stop it anthony edwards now if you are a oh E-R. Yes, if you are an E-R fan. Or, oh, what's that amazing movie, Miracle Mile, where they're in the diner and there's like, the apocalypse is happening and there's like seven people in it. (gasps) It is so cool. It's like watching a really great play or something. I I, I bet it is a play. Yeah, I bet it originally was. It really feels like I bet. No, totally. Check out Miracle Mile. It's from 80, I don't know, 9, 8, 7. Does Anthony Edwards have hair in it? Yes. Okay, it's that old. Okay. That's for me, because I was making a meme. Peter Bogdanovich. Fucking Peter Bogdanovich. Now, I'm not sure who that is. Will you tell me? Um, 
But I just knew everybody kept saying it. So I was like, well, this must be a person. Lauren, tell us, who is Peter Bogdanovich in your mind? Peter Bogdanovich was also on The Sopranos. And so that's how a lot of people are going to know him. He was the therapist's therapist, right? Oh, okay. He's very, he's fucking famous and he's fucking in everything. He's like Stephen Tobolowsky, Stephen Root. He's one of those in absolutely everything, but he was on Sybil. He's been on many episodes of Law and Order. He's the Wilt Chamberlain of film. Right. He was in Wanderlust. Oh, yeah, Wanderlust. The Last Picture Show. I love Wanderlust. And the one I'm thinking of is... Oh, he directed Paper Moon. God damn it. What? He directed? He oh, directed that's right. Paper no, that Moon. is right. That's where I know that name from because I just watched that movie. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> He's in everything. I really loved Paper Moon and it made Actor, me cry. director, writer, spinal tap, everything. There was one well, I was looking for I can't think of, but he's done a ton of shit. I wanted to make sure we talked about Joel. Okay, Joel Fleischman. Okay, I know, first of all, I know, I know he's boring, but they're like he's the whole reason everything happens. Yes. Okay. So tell us, we needed the vacuum of Joel. No, yes. Joel's just kind of a vacuum, and he allows a not vacuum. Joel not is right. okay. Joel is the main character, and the whole thing is he moves from New York. Yep. From uh, I think Flushing Queens. Yep. To Alaska as a doctor, he signed some sort of contract. And it's not just Alaska. It's like a town of like 300 people. Middle of fucking nowhere. Middle of nowhere. You are isolated with just these people. He gets there and pretty much has a fish out of water experience. Exactly. So this is what the show kind of drives everything that you get to meet all these characters and why all these characters overlap constantly. The town is Sicily, Sicily, Alaska. Sicily, Alaska. And his personality is he, you know, he's like, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. Like, yeah, like, like <laughs> he's like always saying that he's Jewish. Well, and this is immediately like, is this just like a bad of the times that they have him like run into the first morning when he freaks out, he runs into a little shop and like asks for a bagel and a coffee. And they're like, we don't know what bagels are. Right. Like they don't have bagels, but I'm from New York. And we don't even know what a bagel is. Reaching for the farthest stereotype, like the most in your face. Like, yes. What are we going to do? But still, we get the point. We get the point. So you're expecting the neuroticism. You're looking for the overthinking. You're awaiting the constant disapproval. What happens in his arc? What happens with Joel? Do you know? Do we know? Well, you know, one of the crazy things is I haven't really been able to go back and watch this show. I watched it when it came out live but not every night this was like back in the day if you didn't set a recorder or maybe you could record it on your vhs and now streaming stuff and being like oh i want to marathon this show like that's my whole plan for this weekend or something right i thought of northern exposure and what oh i remember that being a really great show but i don't really remember it what happened and how it all right panned out let's see if it holds up no Turns out you cannot watch it unless you bought the first DVD that they put out. You do not have it in its original form or if you recorded it on VHS. People say that the European DVDs that they're releasing, some German and English ones, if you get a region one player that they have releases with the original music. Okay. But they're not releasing it at all or streaming it at all in the U.S. because of the music rates, essentially. Right. 
The and it's not friends. the only one. It's the same way with, I guess, WKRP in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and the Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch one. of shit. Yeah, there's just, it's weird how some stuff they get by and other stuff is just no way. Exactly. Were they like not supposed to, did they not pay rights in the first place? I wonder, because what I remember of Northern Exposure is they were like Led Zeppelin. Like they used a lot of very popular music that you would imagine would have issues with properties and rights. Well, here's another one. This will make sense on what kind of music Northern Exposure Mm -hmm. was playing. The Wonder Years. Oh! It's another one that they do not have the rights to the original music. And even the beginning, you know, it's that Joe Crocker. Yeah. Help well, my friends. It's like a cover of someone. Oh. And if you listen to it really closely, you can tell. I mean, it sounds a lot like it. And they really got someone who sounds like it. Like and put it, his whole chest no, into it. But it's not the original gotcha. recording. Like you tell. It's Okay. Off. Well, yeah. No, you could. Well, and that Joe Crocker song is so fucking what good. What a show. Cocker. Come on. Come on. What would you do if he sang out of tune? I'd probably walk out on you. Oh, wait, no. Is that what he says? Would you stand up and walk Walk out out on me? me. Yes. Did he write those lyrics or did the Beatles write those lyrics? So you can't. People were writing things for the Beatles, not the other way around. Well, I heard. Well, I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder. The Beatles sing that too. Are they covering Joe Cocker? Maybe they are. You can just say Joe Cocker. He lives with it. I'm we trying, can... but like my Joe mouth Cocker. is fighting me. Well, <laughs> Joe Cocker. <laughs> but it's a right snafu. That's it's amazing. A right snafu. Now I know there's a lot of MTV shows like The State. There's a lot of stuff that takes a while to re-release, or they'll be like you say in the style of No Five. No cool points. I just want to watch the show. And, like, really, like, I can watch all these other millions of shows, but I can't watch Agua. It's very difficult when an excellent show is unavailable for reasons that I want artists to be paid for their work, but that's not what this is about. This is Same. about record labels and bullshit right. companies being dick lickers, right? Dick licking. Absolutely. Dick lickers. I get, like, they put the fake music over where the song goes. Sure. Can you watch it and still get the basic gist of the show? Yes. But, like, do you want to be transported? Like, that's the thing about this show is how eclectic, how magical, how surreal this show is in general. They have so many hallucinations, so many dreams, so many weird things that happen that were not happening on other shows. And this was on CBS, mind you. They were doing it. They were basically the closest thing to an HBO show that is the the direction well, of that, that show Twin is Peaks, the direction right. that HBO went. And just to say, Sopranos, what have you, like HBO and some of the other cable shows. Well, if they keep up what they're doing now and getting rid of Sesame Street and all that other stuff, and they're, they're going to lose it. Who's getting rid of Sesame Street? HBO Max. Wait, do they own it? Bottom line, baby. They're trying to make room for their other i don't i don't fucking know okay basically uh but they it's not pbs anymore is what you're saying not in who is airing reruns now like or or if you want to watch the old stuff or current Mm -hmm. i think i'm not sure maybe we should dip on it we've really enjoyed talking to you about northern exposure today 
And it's just too bad. No, you just got excited. And it's just too bad that it is unable to stream. I want to watch it. What do we I all want to watch it? I don't know. But somewhere in my memory banks, one of my friends has the DVD collection that came in like a puffy jacket. Oh, yeah. The orange zip up. I yes. remember seeing those because they always looked cool and like Blockbuster or whatever. So cool. And so I know it doesn't have the original music, but it is still mm-hmm. there is somebody in my data bank that owns this. But if you own any of the Northern Exposure and you want to uh, FaceTime us and do a streaming party, let us know. If you know where to watch things on the dark So, yeah, uh, we will try to get out there and torrent uh, Northern Exposure because it sounds like a wonderful, cool, amazing capsule of time and reflection yeah and i can't even say if it's problematic or not because i can't mm. go back and watch the episodes we'll be back next week with a very exciting episode it's our 50th episode 50th episode and it's gonna be amazing we'll have some exciting announcements some big news, some special bonus content coming in the next month. So stick around and be watching out for that 50th episode if you want to be saved by the dip. That's right. Check us out right here next week. Big news, big dips. You're beautiful. It's all right. It's okay. We're going to dip you anyway. I mean, if you want to be that way about it, we could just be, you know, if you're our patron, we'll dip you. Wait, no. Well, see. Well, now you're see, just going to just keep going way. all the way. Look, look. I 100% completely understand. And we understand you. Thank you for being a dipper. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Dippers. 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 Don't be mad, God. Are you there, God? It's us. Dippers. Oh, Joe Cocker. Cocker. Joe Cocker. Is it better if we say Joe Cocker? Joe Cocker. No, Joe Cocker. Now you're making it worse for yourself. Aristotic scum of the worst kind. Aristocratic. Yeah. What did I say? Well, I was like, Aristotle? Are they philosophical? Why would he want to leave? Aristocratic, right? Take, Take it back. Take it back.